man. Like, why would you want to leave that gig? You could just ride that to the sunset. I'm like, mm -hmm. bro, I don't want to ride anything into the sunset. I want to keep it moving. I always want to be doing something different musically. You know what I mean? Like, so people didn't understand why you like didn't keep going. Yeah, they're um, like, dude, that's like good money, and I'm like, yeah, man, but money, ooh. it's just. I think we're on something here. Yeah, yeah, I'm like, money is, yeah, I mean, that's a whole other thing. I was like, yeah, I'd rather just be happy, man. Just like, happy, Ooh. you know? <laughs> that's a clip. Like, yeah, like, I mean, I love, I love money. I love having <laughs> money, okay? <laughs> I do love money. I love it, I love it. Let's be clear. <laughs> uh, but it's like what, everything comes at a cost, right? So mm -hmm. you take the gig that pays more money, but you lose in something else for sure. Mm. You're going to lose it. Like, what's the vibe like on, on a gig? Or like, what's the, you know, mm -hmm. there's so many ways to lose. Awesome. Check, 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 check. That took me a long time to set up. <laughs> no, it's all good, man. It's all good. I told him it was fun. Got a little airflow on the This is awesome. I can already tell it's going to be my favorite podcast of the while. Oh, man. You know. <laughs> Hope I can uh, give some good, uh, juicy answers, man. You know? Oh, of course you will. <laughs> so, and you know, whatever doesn't work, just edit me out. I, I, I haven't edited anything. So really? Yeah, the only thing I edited, I did a podcast with my sister one time, and she said a joke about my dad that I've been wanting to hear. <laughs> Other than that. Um... What was that? It's one of my little, my little Cosmigos little things I got hanging uh -huh. around. I always have these little nips. So. Hell yeah. Is it? ちきよ、ファーストネーム。サンデーアフトヌーン。ですアウソン。サンデーアフトヌーン。ですアウソン。サンデーアフトヌーン。ですアウソン。サンデーアフトヌーン。ですアウソン。サンデーアフトヌー
Yeah. Oh, there you go. It plays for the... And I'm just saying, it plays in the left, but not on the right. Huh. For both? Yeah. Oh. Check, check, check. Yeah, I can hear you. Maybe it's your, um... Might be your cable here. Check, 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 check. Mm-hmm. Check. It's only on the left, huh? Yep. Uh, it must be a problem with the cable, because in here, it's like both left and right are going up. You know? So... Check the Interesting. There's a so there's a short. there's audio in here too. So I wonder if they want me to like devise a more expensive cable that plugs into both. Yeah, right. <laughs> no, because yeah. no, there, there's an audio in here. Oh yeah, yeah. I don't know. Whatever. Yeah. It's working. That's all that matters. It works. There's sound. Yeah. Um. Cool. So you said you've had this place since September. Uh, so September. Yeah, I want to say that I came to look at it. Um. In. June, July, actually earlier in the pandemic, it was like April. Mm-hmm. Um, a friend of mine, a really talented artist, uh, Kevani, um, had been working here, using this as a creative space with uh, another friend of mine, a business partner of mine, Miso. Mm-hmm. Um, and they've had this space for like a couple of years now. And then when the pandemic happened and I was home for a little bit, they were like, hey, like, you should come check out this space. Like, mm-hmm. this basement was just, it was just open, you mm-hmm. know? Um, just a basement and they were like you know we think it'll be good for you like a good home base for you and i'm like you know it was a little ridiculous because it's a pandemic like touring industry shut down the whole music industry is on its head mm-hmm. i'm not really working and i'm like okay like i'm gonna go get a studio right now like additional <laughs> overhead pay all this money like why would i do that yeah but i was uh, whatever I guess <laughs> you know, I was like yeah. whatever I'm gonna figure it out and here I'm still here haven't gotten kicked out yet still able to keep the lights on <laughs> so you know. so what, where were you before uh, what, have you I guess in like Boston area before or were you yeah somewhere? I mean I've lived in Boston more or less forever but um, I'm from here anyway. mm-hmm. but I um, for the last couple of years um, I've been touring a lot my touring schedule has been pretty rigorous um so i was never really living here i think i i Mm. I moved out of my parents house um i lived there for a little bit after i stopped going to college i didn't finish college Mm -hmm. (laughs) i just stopped going because i got on the road and blah blah blah. and i think in 2014 i moved out Mm -hmm. 2014 or 15 i moved into an apartment a house in brookline with a bunch of musician uh friends of mine Mm -hmm. and um uh, yeah, lived with them for several years, and then after that, went on the road a lot. I was touring with Hamilton the Musical too for a mm-hmm. while. So, um, yeah, I didn't need to have an address. Wait, the the like the theater? Yeah. yeah. Oh, I was touring, yeah. dude, that's awesome. <laughs> yeah, yeah. How? Okay, I have so many questions, yeah. but okay. So, and then you got this opportunity, and then you decided, you know what? Even though it's a pandemic, things are rough. Yeah, things are rough, it and I'm like, like I'm decision. about to start spending more money. So, and I so was why? like, uh, screw it. Why'd so, I do it? Uh-huh. Well, because, you know, man, I was feeling a shift in my career anyway. Like, I had always been kind of half, uh, you know, in the touring thing and playing live mm-hmm. and then also a producer, right? But um, I was feeling a shift in my career where it's like I am trying to lean a little bit further towards the the production thing. Mm-hmm. Um, music production for, for artists and also... Um, composition for tv and film like so 
to place music in for that, which is like a crazy lucrative industry if you can get in and, and you can have a sound and and be, you know, mm-hmm. you know, distinguish yourself is that's what I was looking for. Distinguish yourself. You can you can you can definitely make some money um, doing it, mm-hmm. but you you have to like it because it's a lot of work. <laughs> it is. I remember earlier I asked you if you're the kind of person who like likes to have a plan or you like kind of go with day by day, and it's and I think you said day by day. Yeah, but it the, sounds like there's some overarching plan. Yeah, well, yeah, there's the big picture plan, but I'm uh-huh. I'm definitely I, I I like the macro planning, but not micro. You know what I'm saying? Like I'm always looking in the you know in the big lens. I'm never in like the hundred time hundred x digital zoom, whatever the fuck it is. Mm-hmm. It's like I, mean, I don't look at it like that. I look at the big picture, and then the way that I achieve the big picture is it you know one week and maybe this thing and then two weeks later maybe like not nah, maybe this is what i need to be doing to get to the the goal mm-hmm. so okay so how's it been since you opened this place um it's been great man um i uh a lot of it has been it, it's not even officially open to the public yet really oh um <laughs> am i it, one of the first few people it is, to be yeah, yeah i mean people have seen it and people have been here but it's really only been people that that know me and know that I have it. Mm-hmm. Um, it's not like I did a big marketing push and it's like, hey, I need clients in at the studio. It's like, it hasn't been like that. Most mm-hmm. of the projects, the work that I do here is like clients that um, that come to me for my production abilities. Gotcha, right? gotcha. And then I just I just so happen to have a space to be able to, to do that. To do this. Yeah, it's not like you're like, oh, I need, I'm in Boston, I need a recording studio to go record whatever song mm-hmm. like whatever like i'm not just like the engineer where you're like oh let me just go record this quick little ditty mm-hmm. like usually the people that come here are coming to work with me mm-hmm. specifically you know yeah um and that was a change right like this you weren't really doing this well i was before. i was doing that but this is the first time that i've had a space to call my own where i could do it because i would be oh taking, you've been like doing it in other people's yeah doing okay. it in other people's because all i've had other than this ever was like home studios i never mm-hmm. had my own like kind of commercial space studio space that wasn't in my house mm-hmm. it's like this is my spot dude congratulations thank you man yeah, yeah. this is awesome thanks has it been has it been stressful at all like have have you learned anything about um keeping up like a physical business that you didn't know before well yeah i mean just another rent to pay by itself it's like <laughs> it's always just like I mean, yeah shit but um sorry can we can i say that you can one? you can do whatever you want yeah <laughs> <laughs> we recorded that yeah, that like, shot earlier yeah. <laughs> um uh what the hell was i about to say you're talking about rent yes and just like stupid things like i was like oh yeah i need internet and it's like you know regular internet if you're in an apartment it's like i don't know introductory rates like i don't know what 50 60 bucks a month mm-hmm. sometimes, like 80 bucks I'm like, man, you get like a, just because this is in a commercial zone, this building, it's like 300 bucks a month. And I'm like, for the same stuff. Damn. For less. For less. For a lesser speed than what people have in their apartments. So if you want more, you got to pay, you know. And it's like, dude, how bad do I need the internet? Because, you know, and <laughs> it's like. hot spot on your phone. It's like, yeah, I was like, nah, I definitely need it. You can't cut, you know, I can't run a business wow. here without it. I got to yeah. send and receive large files every day. Yeah. So. Wow. Yeah. That's 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 kind of that, but yeah, it's been um, challenges like that. Just like being mindful of overhead, and then also making sure you're putting enough attention to your business and growing the business, but also making sure that you are taking care of your own life. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, <laughs> so because that the business can become your obsession. You know, mm-hmm. and then it's like your regular things, like oh, I didn't even remember to do my laundry. Like, 
You know what I'm saying? Like, mm. it's like I didn't have time and now I'm going out of town and my laundry's not done, but I can't because I have to be at the studio because I have clients and yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> wow. So. Have, okay. Have you, has it been more fun to have a place that you can call? 100% because like, you know, like I said, like the pandemic when I, when I came, um, I was back in Boston, like, what do I do? And the parents are like, you know, I'm grown now. I'm like 31 years old. Mm -hmm. My parents are like, why don't you move back there with us? And I'm like, <laughs> but then at the same time, I'm very fortunate. Like, I'm super blessed because there are people that didn't have it anywhere that were like living in L.A. or New York, you know, people in the performing arts industry mm -hmm. that had no parents to go home to. Mm -hmm. You know, like they have this ridiculously high rent. The whole industry is shut down. They have no way to make money. Yeah. And they have nowhere to really go. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? So I'm like, I'm super fortunate that my parents are still in my life and super supportive. And they'd be like, if I, you know, if I was like my whole music career is failing, they'd be like, oh, that's okay. It's like, come stay here. Well, that's awesome. You know? Yeah. So, so I'm super grateful for Vanessa and Cecil. If you guys ever watch this, <laughs> I love you. Well, hopefully they will be. If you, yeah. send, if you send them the, the recording. Right. Yeah. Uh, you mentioned so, something earlier about Hamilton. What what did you what, what did yeah, you Yeah, I was on? the drummer on the tour, the first national tour of Hamilton. Get out of here. Yeah, man. Wow. No. How how did you get that gig? That was like, well, that story is pretty <laughs> That story is pretty insane. I know it's going to be juicy, which is why I, I saved it. Uh, but, you know, it's like to make a long story less long. Um <laughs> I was coming home from another tour with a um, another artist. It was a blues artist, great guy, Johnny A, really talented dude. Um, got to rock out with him for a few years. Shout out to you, Johnny A. Um, I was coming home from a tour with him, and one of my like somebody I consider one of my OGs, like my big brothers in the in the game, has done a lot of cool stuff. Uh, he was working on a film. Um, He's a musician. He was working on a film with Alex Lacamoire, who does all the musical uh, orchestration for Hamilton. Mm -hmm. Orchestrations, arrangements, he's a genius. Mm -hmm. And so they finished wrapping the movie, The Greatest Showman, a few years ago. Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, they're, they're talking, and, you know, Alex lets Charles, my, my guy, know, like, hey, man, you know, Hamilton's going on the road, and, you know, we... Uh, I don't know how much of this story the, the Broadway community will shoot me in the head for sharing this, but hey, whatever. Um, you know, we need a we need a guy. Mm -hmm. We need a guy, you know. Um, and Charles just had, you know, that's the thing about just making sure you're, you're, you're good to people because you never know when your name's being spoken in a room halfway across the country. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. That's been put in the hat for an opportunity. You know mm -hmm. what I mean? And not saying that you're only being nice to people before that but it's like it's just a principle like just be good to people because you never know man when there's a chance where like an opportunity can come that can change your life and somebody's like oh no nah, like i can't really call him i didn't like that dude that'd be a terrible way to go out yeah so anyway thankfully that's not the relationship i have with charles because anytime he has something that he's like yo man like you want this gig like this is here's the details blah blah, blah. and i'm mm -hmm. you know usually i'm just like hell yeah man i'll do it mm -hmm. of course so he called me about this and it was like hey man uh, hey, hey, pimp. Oh, that's literally how he talks. Hey, pimp, what's up with you, man? What's up with you? Okay, man, look, I have a situation that will change your life, bro. Like, <laughs> I got a gig for you. And I'm thinking it's the regular thing. Like, he would call me for gigs all the time, like club gigs or wedding gigs. With, like, mm -hmm. cover so you thought it was just like one of them? Yeah, and I was like, yeah, all right, what's the gig? Like, what time? You know, mm -hmm. what I need to wear? He's like, 
nah, 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 pimping. Like, I got a gig for you. I got a situation that's got, it's, it's a little different. And I'm like, okay, what? Like, what are you talking about? <laughs> and, uh, yeah, so fast forward, he's like, somebody's going to call you. Uh, he's like, oh, he said, yeah, just say yes. Just all you got to do, I need you to just hear you say yes. I said yes, and he was like, all right, somebody's going to call you in a few minutes. And then they called me from Hamilton, the staffer at the time, mm -hmm. called me and um, was like, hey, you know, we hear your, uh, your, intro, your name came down the pipeline from such and such. Like, do you mind making a quick video of you playing these three um Mm -hmm. these three tunes for us or whatever from the show and i was supposed to have a gig that night i'll never forget that i was supposed to have a gig that night um and i bailed on the gig last minute and i'm not the last minute bail guy yeah like i bailed on that gig last minute um because i was like i have to do this audition for hamilton mm -hmm. but oh forgot to add that i didn't know what the fuck hamilton was <laughs> i do i literally had no clue and i realized how out of touch i was when my guy called me, when Charles called me, he was like, Hamilton, I'm like, oh, okay, cool. Like, Anthony Hamilton, like the R&B singer? Like, uh -huh. literally not at all. It's literally not him. And so... <laughs> so did he explain to you? Yeah, he okay. eventually was like, he's like, bro, this is like, Hamilton's like a big... I was like, oh, okay, cool. I still didn't even, it didn't even register at the time. Mm -hmm. He was just like, you want to do this gig. Like, I'm telling you, you want to do this gig. I'm like, all right. <laughs> so... So you sent the, you recorded the clips. But, yeah, but then you ended up Sending them to him and um, the staffer guy, and you know they loved him. And they were like, next thing was like, hey, like, can you come to New York? Um, Alex Lacamoire, the orchestrator, like wants to meet you, wants to see you. It's like, okay, so I go there. You know, it's yeah, it's it's insane. It's, wow. It's, <laughs> it's I go there, like I'm sitting in a room with Alex, and he's like, you know, going to certain parts of the score. Just mm -hmm. be like, hey man, you sounded great on the videos, but he—it was like a test of my reading because you really got to be able to read a lot. Read the notes. Yeah, I'm getting like crazy deja. Vu. Telling the story is just like, whoa! I feel it all, it's all coming back to me right now. Yeah, just sitting in the room with me and Alex, and he's just playing the parts of the, you know, for for the for the show, and just gonna play. He hears everything. He's like. Hey man, like right in the middle of that bar, but like right on the second beat, you know that. You know he got he was really just meticulous, you know. Uh -huh. um, yeah. Uh, wait, lost my train of thought. Good lord. Um, Saturn room. Yeah, wait, accent. And you know, I actually thought it went horribly. Really? That's the funniest part about it. Is I thought that it went horribly, and then I got a call not long after that was just like, "Yeah, everyone loved you. Like you got it." Dude, that's awesome. Yeah. So, that was it. So, how did you, f what made you quit on the, bail on the, on the gig the same day to record this? <coughs> because I think I knew that <clears throat> that gig that I was going to, those types of gigs, had stopped being my passion a while ago. So I was like, dude, I have an opportunity to take this once-in-a-lifetime gig if I do this audition. Mm -hmm. If I do the audition and, and get, get it. it. But, yeah. <clears throat> so, uh, excuse me. Um, yeah, that was it. It was just like I had to make a decision. And mm -hmm. I'm, I still don't regret it, you know. <laughs> I still don't. You know? I wonder why. <laughs> yeah. It, it worked out. It was the yeah. good call, you know. Mm -hmm. I'm glad, man. I'm so, glad. Yeah, dude. Um, so how 
how has that impacted your career, do you think? Or has it not? Or was it just like a one-time thing that you think was fun and memorable? How did doing Hamilton impact it? Mm-hmm. <coughs> Excuse me. Because it's a significant chunk of time, right? Yeah. Yeah, so like... <laughs> it's like several years, and it's like eight shows a week, pretty much nonstop. Yeah, so... <laughs> so how was that like? <laughs> uh... In some ways, it's like a little draining, right? Because mm -hmm. it's like, you know, you're playing the same thing over and over and over again. Consistency is everything. Like, mm -hmm. don't get fancy. Don't switch things up. Just, like, play the book. And so I feel like it definitely showed me some things that I don't. Um, it showed me some things that I know that I, I don't want to do like long-term, you know what I'm saying? Like mm. it helped me figure out. Yeah. Definitely helped me figure out what I, what I don't want to be doing. Um, it, there are people that thrive in situations with lots of order. We talked about this, about the planning thing. Mm -hmm. They thrive in those situations. I'm not really one of those people mm. who can like, just be like, Oh, all I do is play what I'm told to play. Mm -hmm. Like, you know what I'm saying? I, so was that aspect for you, like having to play the same thing every single night? Yeah, and it's like you got to keep it consistent. And while I understand the, the the practical part of it, which is like the actors are on stage, they are looking for a certain, you, you know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. So if like you go and just decide you're going to take a solo one night, that's not going to go over too well. Yeah. You know? So, Interesting. Wow. So yeah, I like, you know, Definitely thinking about where, you know, the things that it's taught me that I don't want. Want in your life, yeah. You know what I mean? That's almost more important than finding out what you do. Almost. Debatable. I don't know, somebody's going to fry me for saying that. But. No, I, I would <laughs> think it's just as important, if not even more important, because yeah. I think it's easier probably to find out, to think about what we don't like to do versus yeah. to think about what we like to do. Yeah. Because, like, for example... Um, I've I've been I've spent like the last few years trying to think about what is it that I like doing. It's mm -hmm. a really hard question to try to tackle because I enjoy doing a lot of things. Like I enjoy having this conversation right now. Yeah. Um. I enjoy doing like like so many things. So if I'm trying to find this one thing that I'm gonna do uh -huh. because I like it so much more than everything else, it's it's almost daunting to go about it that way. I think what's been really helpful for me, and I think that sounds like what you might have done as well, is try different things like yeah. you tried the hamilton mm. show and then after you do the thing look back see what did you enjoy about it what did you not enjoy what aspect of it like mm. if you got some kind of gig that was completely different what did you like about it did you like the fact that you got a chance to be creative did you got it did you like the fact that it paid really well did you like the fact mm. that um you traveled a lot like like what is it and then eliminate like it's, it's, it's kind of pretty interesting the fact that going into it you thought this is going to be a really big thing for you mm -hmm. but then coming out of it and like i don't want to do this yeah but yeah exactly you would not have known otherwise you would not have known and it's like people still look at me like kind of crazy like hey man like why would you want to leave that gig you could just ride that to the sunset i'm like mm -hmm. bro i don't want to ride anything into the sunset i want to keep it moving i always want to be doing something different musically you know what i mean like so people didn't understand why you like didn't keep going yeah they're like dude that's like good money and i'm like yeah man but money it's just i think we're on something here yeah, yeah. i'm like money is yeah i mean that's a whole other thing i was like yeah 
I'd rather just be happy, man. Just like have, Ooh. you know, <laughs> that's a clip. Like, yeah. Like, I mean, I love, I love money. I love having money. Okay. <laughs> I do love money. I love it. I love it. Let's be clear. <laughs> uh, but it's like what everything comes at a cost, right? So mm-hmm. you take the gig that pays more money, but you lose in something else for sure. Mm. You're going to lose it. Like what's the vibe like on, on a gig or like what's the, you know, mm-hmm. there's so many ways to lose. <laughs> do you think there's we can construct a reality where you do something that pays really really well but it's also something that you seriously love huh like how give me an example like for example you got this thing going on here. yeah do you see it going down a path where you start making a lot a lot of money mm-hmm. and then you ser- you enjoy every single aspect about what you do or is that or or is that unrealistic no, I think it's realistic, you know. Great, just, I, yeah. I, think, I think so too. Yeah, <laughs> it was, it was yeah. a winning question. I think. I think it, yeah, yeah. I think I think it's I think it's yeah. That's legit. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Grab that water. Yeah. Hmm. Was it hard for you hearing from um, from people um, that like questioning your decision? Um, did you ever feel like you had to explain yourself? Or are kind you- of, kind of, because you know, w- with musicians, it's a tough thing, right? Because we, it's like we kind of fight all our lives to gain stability as musicians, mm-hmm. um, which is a tricky thing because it's like you trade. I feel like there's always a trade-off. You, if you gain stability, you're losing, um, not necessarily. There's no direct correlation here, yeah. but I feel like if. <laughs> Um, you gain stability and you lose some creative freedom or freedom in general. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Because you get this gig, right? That's like your steady gig. Like say I was playing for a Lionel Richie or whatever, you know? <laughs> and yeah, it's going to keep you keep you afloat. But like you're playing the same show pretty well. Theoretically, you're playing the same show all the time for the way somebody else wants to do it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, I mean? So, yeah. Didn't mean to cut you off. Yeah. Hmm. You know, so. Yeah. I think, I think. I, mean, I just don't, I don't, I try to explain to them like, hey man, like I'd just much rather do this thing on my own terms, man. You know, mm-hmm. that's, so. No, I, I, I agree with you 100% on this. Um, and that's why, that's kind of why I started, like one of the reasons why I started the podcast, because mm-hmm. I felt like it can be something that, First of all, I can let my creativity kind of show a little bit, and then I can kind of mess around with it and see, try different things. Um, and at the same time, I am kind of my own boss. Um, so I, li- I like that aspect of it as well. Mm-hmm. Um, and here's the thing. I don't think there's any, like, I, there's a really big chance I do this for so long and never make a single penny. Um, <laughs> and I, like, I'm kind of comfortable with that fact. Yeah, what are you going, um, man? But... As I said, it's like, yeah, if you can get your bills paid in other ways so that your creative things are really just your creative things mm-hmm. and you're not stressing about money, <laughs> yeah. which is not a great place to be. So, <laughs> you know. No, which is why I admire people like you because you're, in a, I mean, you kind of combine both of them in one, yeah. but you're fighting every day to keep your, your creative freedom yeah. you yeah. have you have to like set these boundaries to some extent yeah um 
but I think it's a great lesson for for anyone to learn because yeah. no matter what you do, I think there's some creativity involved. For sure. Um, for sure. So. Yeah. Yeah, man. What's up? So, what are the plans with this place now that COVID is is kind of dwindling down? Um, maybe a more targeted kind of like marketing thing to get some people in because mm-hmm. as I'm personally thinking about relocating, maybe within the year. Um, I still want to keep this as a viable business, you know. I mean, mm-hmm. everybody that comes out here loves it. So I was like, why would I not just keep it? And if I even if I move to LA, just build another rig out there somewhere, you know? Mm. Like and then it's like, well then I have a studio always at home in Boston. If I ever need to come home to Boston to record something, like mm-hmm. I have a place, you know. Interesting. So you think about moving to LA but and keeping yeah, this place. It's LA, Atlanta, New York, these are all places that have come across my mind, mm-hmm. you know. Um they're great cities for music. Mm-hmm. So. Would it, is it going to be tough to keep this place? I don't think so. No? I don't think so. No, I think it'll be fine. Mm. So, yeah. That's it. So, yeah, do more marketing push just to get some people in to kind of, um, yeah, try, mm. to, try to cover some of the expenses, the overhead, you know? Yeah. <laughs> so, what, so. Ki- what kind of marketing do you think you would do? I don't really know yet. I feel like I don't know. It's like as a as a music guy, like an audio guy, like I don't know. Like I, mm, it's tough to figure out because it's you could go so many different ways, and I'm already so mm-hmm. busy brain that I'm just like, yeah, I don't, I don't know. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. It's hard, mm-hmm. but you know, it's one of the things you end up being one of like you're like I'm gonna just hire someone because <laughs> I mean, why not? <laughs> you know. Yeah, I mean, I think there's, I th- I mean, I found you on Instagram, right? Yeah. I think Instagram and like social media is a great way to be doing these kind of things. Oh, absolutely, dude! Look at where you just were like, "Hey, man, like, show me a little DM," and I was like, "Yeah, sure." Yeah, like I, I, sh- I was, I, I was literally going through accounts on Instagram, and I DM, I don't know, like a hundred, whatever, yeah. um, and a very small percentage of those people like replied, because mm. um, I do understand like. Like when you when they do click on my profile, I barely have any podcasts. So like to them, it's oh, like yeah. whatever. Uh, but you were so kind that you're like, let me give this kid a shot. Yeah. Um, but I would not have found you if you didn't have like a social media account is, and man. you didn't have some of your like content up this on there. Is, this is the new age, man. Yeah. And you had this. I think you had an account for this for this for this spot, is Safe House, right? Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. The safe and house I looked at them like, oh, that's really cool. Yeah. Like yeah. the idea of it is really really cool. Yeah. Um, and also, I like the colors in the pictures. I could tell that the vibe was going to be like, yeah. like kind of like this. But being little, here is so warmer. much different than in the pictures. Oh, uh, yeah. Um, I'm glad you dig it, man. I yeah. love being here every day. It's a beautiful spot. You spend a lot of time here? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I show up here like it's a 9 to 5, but then I like work till 10 or 11 or 1. Or... <laughs> wow. Do you, do you start every day at the same time? or? Yeah, more or less. Like, unless I got like stuff to hand on the morning, like, Yeah. Like I'll just I'll just do it. Mm-hmm. Um, and you are you mostly here like by yourself? Yeah. Uh, unless mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah. So. Yeah, it's a whole vibe, man. I could definitely see uh, see you working here really late and then crashing on the couch. Oh yeah, somewhere. I'm glad you noticed the details, man. You know. <laughs> yeah. Have you ever crashed on the couch? Oh, dude. Yeah. Totally. <laughs> How did I know? So this is a perfect nap couch, dude. Like, yeah, it's also right very at, comfortable. Right, yeah. Right after yeah. this interview, I'm gonna take a little Sunday <laughs> nap. I'm gonna be out. It's over. Set my alarm for 30 minutes. 
you know, you know what you need, and you probably you might have it somewhere else, what? like a little mini fridge. Oh yeah, you I'm gonna get one for in there. Oh, there you go. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I was like, the only thing this might be missing is like a mini fridge. Yeah, mini fridge, um, some water, some, have beers, some like energy like, drinks in yeah. there. <laughs> so, yeah, man, that's 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 it. That's the vibe. So that's what I'm hoping to get them to place. Um, but yeah, that's awesome. That's where we're at, man. That's where we're at with it. So, what are you thinking, man? Hit me. What's your What's your favorite? Um, Part of your work. What's your favorite? Part? What actually gets you gets you like really fired up? Like you said, like you're doing the thing, and you're like, "Wow, I, oh, I feel like, I, I feel alive. I want to keep doing this." When right a now. client brings me something like, "Hey, I need you to produce this," and the Naya, like the, the, the <laughs> That's cool, man. Awesome. It's, a, it's a safe house. I'm I got <laughs> Let me start that answer over again. Hold on. Wait, what was the question one more time? Sorry. What, what is it? What, what about your your work gets you fired up? Okay, yeah. So, so, you know, when a client comes in and they bring me like a voice note of a song that they just got an idea and they bring me a thing and it's like melody mm-hmm. and, um, you know, they just singing in their phone. It's just mm-hmm. the melody. No music or anything. Or sometimes maybe if they play guitar, they'll just play a thing or, you know, chords on their little piano in their living room. Mm-hmm. And then they're like, make me a record. That process right there of taking somebody's just little idea and turning it in, you know, sending it back to them. And they'll be like, oh, my God, like, that's not even what I was thinking, but this is great, you know? <laughs> like, I love that process, dude. Not to not walk me through it, but like how long does something like that take and what is like what are like the steps that you need to go through kind of time wise I cannot answer that because that's just who it's just different. knows like it's crazy it can always be something different huh. um, but yeah I mean it goes from them they send it to me sometimes they're sitting here sometimes they're not mm-hmm. I start with it you know learn the melody get the melody in, in my body mm-hmm. and then um you know, I'm just listening to it and trying to trying to figure out how I can um, arrange the tone. Listening to it, being like, "Hey, we don't need that section. You know, you don't need to do that. Like, let's do this here. Like, mm-hmm. You know." So, yeah. And do, what do you start with first? You start with the melody. Do you yeah, start with always the start with learning the melody. That always is like king for me, and <laughs> should be for everyone. <laughs> that should be the rule. The melody is king, you know, so. And by learning, do you mean, so do they, like, have, like, like when you say melody, is it, like, them humming it to their phone? Yeah, them humming it or singing it right into their little notes on their phone, you know? Wow. Yeah. I honestly didn't know that this this is, like, how it kind of works. Yeah, yeah, So dude. someone records in their phone, they, like, yeah. tell, like, they have the lyrics, and then they either hum, or, I guess, in certain cases, like, they have a guitar or yeah. some instrument, and then you listen to it, and you have to reproduce it. Yeah. Digitally. Yeah. Right? Yep. Wow. <laughs> I guess I, I guess I should have done my homework and looked up what producing actually is. <laughs> nah, it's all good, man. I'll show you, I'll teach you what you need to know. Yeah. So that's that's what gets you the most fired up about. Yeah. Work. That process of like hearing something like some thing from the iPhone and it's and then I just make it like a thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Do all um, do all producers know how to do this specifically? Like, are is all music production kind of stems from this? Like, like putting someone's crude idea into a more mm, flesh, like fleshed out, detailed 
kind of digital right. concept. Um, let me make sure I understand it. Ask it one more time. So, like, for example, um, there's producer Metro Boomin, right? Yeah. So, yeah. is he doing exactly what you're doing, just with, like, those artists? Essentially, or is he doing I, don't, I don't think so. Okay. I think with him it's different because he is, like, I believe one of the guys that just, like, has beats. Like, all he does all day is make beats. Mm-hmm. So, if he goes into the studio with an artist, he's like, okay, here, you check out these, like, 100 beats and figure out which one you want to write. So, it's almost like the reverse. In a, yeah. In a certain Yeah. Hmm. Do you ever do that? What? Like, like create your own and then go to, to the to the person and be like, hey, I got this. What you think? Yeah, not. I don't really do it. That sounds like weird, but I don't really ask for a lot it's of not weird. feedback. Nothing's weird. You know, yeah. nah. I don't know why that is, but I don't really, I don't really ask for a lot of feedback. I may send it to somebody that I care about, and you know, mm-hmm. just be like, whatever. But never would like, hey, like, would you mind like writing out your, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know. So, do you ever send like something to an artist? Yeah, and tell them, hey, do, like do do like work with this instead of them coming to you and telling. Oh them, I need yeah, it. I mean, I've had the things before where they wanted some track that I already had in my computer. Like, oh okay. Yeah, I've had it, but more often than not, for me, it's like creating it from scratch from something they already had. Mm-hmm. I've just become like the guy for that. Like, mm-hmm. You know, so. That is awesome. Yeah. And. More technical question. Mm-hmm. How do the rights work? So when someone comes to you with this idea, and then you help them put it into a song, a track, who owns it? Now, the, <laughs> the, the, the really weird thing about it is, uh, you typically would want to keep it easy and just be like, okay, it's half and half, but it doesn't always work that way. Mm-hmm. I mean, so... Um, so yeah usually you want it to be half and half but it, uh, there are so many different ways to do it because t- technically you're only entitled to a percentage of a song if um, it's uh, if you wrote the, the lyrics or the melody like chord progressions can't be you know, like, you can't really consider that as a writing. Interesting. It's a weird thing. Uh-huh. <laughs> um, but in most cases, you're cre- you're creating the melodies yourself? Yeah. Right, okay. Mm-hmm. If I get in to work with an artist, and she's like, oh, I brought in an artist from this other uh, thing. I, I forgot what I was going with that, but mm-hmm. you get the point. Yeah. <laughs> Interesting. So the, even to something that you love so much, there's aspects to it. Like I guess you can't run away from work that that's oh, annoying, right? <laughs> there you go. So we answered our earlier yeah, question. Right. I guess it's impossible. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> to love every single thing about it. But. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Wow. Do you have any? Do you get any inspiration from anyone out there? You know what's funny is like people ask that I'm like yeah I don't really know like I feel like I've been in this weird thing where I have I've needed to listen to less music you know, mm. you know? <laughs> so, I, like outside of working you know uh-huh. so it's like if anything comes up on YouTube or whatever it's just like super drum stuff I'm like, uh, like. <laughs> so you'd rather actually cut out music yeah and is that why because you want to make sure that what comes out is your yes. own yes Wow, do you can you tell the like can you have you have you been able to tell like a difference? 
Oh, one hundred percent. Really? Yeah. Wow. So, so yeah, man. But that's that's my take. I've got so kind of interestingly. Um, I've noticed that some days when I'm listening to more music than other days, mm-hmm. um, I'll have less original thoughts, which is really weird. But like, I, because that's like, if I'm listening to something, I'm not thinking, right? I'm just listening mm-hmm. to the thing. Um, so I have tried to listen to less music on, on a lot of days, even though I love music. Yeah. Um, just so that I can make sure that I'm letting my mind like kind of process things going on yeah. in my life. Um, and I guess in your case, it's more pronounced because you need your mind to process things that are actually musical. Yeah. So what so, you listen to probably affects you way more than it affects someone who's like oh, not doing yeah. musical things. Wow. Definitely. Yeah, it gets real weird sometimes. <laughs> so, you know. do, you, do you think about it? Do you think about this stuff often? Or is yeah, it like just a thought way, But I'm just like, also just like, this is what I am. You know? Yeah. So. Wow. Favorite genre of music? Favorite genre? Whew. It never gets it. If not, if not that, do you have a favorite album, favorite artist, or like top songs of the Kid Life, Stevie Wonder on vinyl? Uh-huh. It's like one of the top three or top five of all time, for sure. Okay. Um, That's a pretty specific answer. There's a band called Krungbin. Absurd. I'm obsessed with them. Krungbin? Krungbin. Krungbin. Yeah. Okay. Um, yeah. What kind of music do they do? It's like psychedelic soul. Oh, <laughs> the first when he said psychedelic, the first thing that came to my mind was, was hip hop. <laughs> like, but yeah, like there's so many vibes in there, man. It's like I mean, they're just so good. You just, I think this, this, this just oh wow, casually fell. Uh, yeah, which is okay with me. I'm just, uh, yeah. I'll fix it. <laughs> yeah, at some point, I guess. Wow. Um, but yeah, those I, I think I'm missing one. Crumbin is like a current favorite. Songs in the Kid Life on vinyl is definitely another favorite. Um, is it, you said on vinyl twice. Is, is, does vinyl sound different? Than, like, it does. Really? Then the MP3, man? <laughs> yeah, definitely, dude. It was a game-changing experience. I have to specify on vinyl because it is literally, it's game-changing. Like, whoever listens to this that hasn't done it, get that album and listen to it. Vinyl. Put your phone away. You know what I'm saying? Put your fucking phone down. Turn the lights down. Light a candle or something. If you smoke, do that. Grab a glass of wine and, you know, I love the one or whatever. Is that your camera? Just... I hope you check. <laughs> <I'll> Oh, did it shut up? Oh, it did shut up for a second. Oh, for a second. <laughs> I hope it wasn't all for too long. Oh, um, is it on now? I think so. Oh, yeah. Um, wait, so can you try to describe how it's different? Um, yeah, I mean... Just the, the 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 way that vinyl works, you know, it's like it's a physical medium. Like the thing, like uh, uh, vinyl has a more limited bandwidth, so there's not as much top end information. So it's like a warmer, it's like a warmer, fatter sound. 
You know what I mean? Um, and it's, uh, you know, it's old school. Yeah, vinyl's making a comeback now. Like all the, you know, you have like <laughs> artists on top 100 billboard now, like doing vinyl because all the kids are like, oh, vinyl's cool again now. <laughs> you know what I mean? And it's, it's just a different sound than, you know, just playing an MP3. Like it just is, you just have to experience it. It feels just warm. It feels like the sound just kind of, kind of hugs you and gives you a nice little pat on the back, you know, you know, a rub on, no, no, pat on the back is just, no, like, it gives you a, you ever hug someone that gave you, like, a real nice hug, like, it's it's an embrace. Uh-huh. That's what it feels like when I listen to this. You know, do, you have, do you have one here? No, I don't have it here with me. I do uh, have I it at home. Say, I'm my, play, my record player is right there, too. I was like, uh-huh. man, I should have played you a tune, man. It's like, it, you know, and you get it with the night, a proper speaker system and just listen to the whole thing. Do not listen to one song. You gotta listen to the whole thing, top to bottom. That's the only way to do it. Let it play. I don't care if you know somebody's screaming like at you in the corner. Like, <laughs> don't just tell them to just fuck off for a second and listen. To <laughs> I guess I'm done. Doing it. <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, it needs to be an uninterrupted, pure listening experience. But you gotta. You're actually making me excited to like. Yeah, I'm glad. To get I'm glad I'm doing that. I can't wait to hear one of those kids say, yeah. "Final school again." Yeah, yeah. Nah, it's it's worth it, man. Hundred percent. Wow. So, yeah. So, what? So, what? What should I start with? You think? Um, if if you were ever going to get one record to start with, yeah. on vinyl would be "Songs in the Kill Life." That's the Okay. Sure. That's I promise it. when I do get one, that will be my will be the first. Record. That will just let that be that. That's an amazing first record to have mm-hmm. for your first like vinyl experience. Uh-huh. Um, I guess there's also something about it where like you own you own it's a it's it. a physical. You it's like touching it. it. You can see the credits. You know what I'm saying? Like you can. Yeah. I miss doing that as a kid, like CDs, buying CDs and, and opening up the insert and like looking at like, oh, this is who played drums. This person played bass. These were background singers. Oh, this is who mastered the album. You can't see any of that anymore. Mm-hmm. You just go stream it and you don't know who these people are that, you know, that used to be the way that you got gigs before cell phones came. Oh, it was a good way to market Before a cell phone, before, yeah, social media came. Mm-hmm. It was like, yeah, because people would, see, you know, see a hit record, you know, going crazy. And then they would look, you know, at the, uh, at the, the album credits and they're like, oh, there's that person. And then they're like, you know what, for my session, we're going to record my album in a couple of weeks. Let's call that guy. He, he's the guy that played on you know, Marvin Gaye's I Want You. Like, okay, let's call him for this Interesting. But now, <coughs> in the age of social media, it's just like, you can find, just it's super easy to find anything. Do you think, now that we have went so, like, so far into the digital side of the spectrum, mm-hmm. we as humans, like, have collectively decided, collectively decided that, hey, we kind of miss the other yeah. aspect? And do you think, how far are we going to go into the physical, like, music side of things like for example we said that kids are kind of starting to say like vinyl is cool again which, yeah. I've, which I've seen before I just, I've never actually talked to anyone about it yeah. so this is my first time do you think it's going to keep growing like that nostalgic I mean I hope so you know I would love to see record shops actually be able to come back and, and survive mm-hmm. you know so many of them closed because it was just like everything shifted yeah. to like CDs I don't know if CDs are coming back I don't think that's happening now. Uh, no computer plays <laughs> like, exactly it's like yeah, CDs are not gonna make it come back. Um, they're kind of pointless when you're on the internet, anyway. So. <laughs> yeah. right. That is true because as, I guess in the CDs case, you're 
the music you're going to hear is going to be the same as whatever you play on, like your Apple mm-hmm. Music or your Spotify. Yep. But with the record players, oh, it's so, so different. Yeah. I'm excited, man. Yeah. How much does like a you know a base? You get a cheap one like these ones. Well, like well, cheap. That was like three hundred bucks. They get way more expensive. Yeah, yeah I'm sure. I'm sure. <laughs> Why doesn't that one have? Um, like I'm seeing the only ones I've seen are like really old ones with that little like oh uh, yeah little yeah thing going out yeah um this one does not look like it has it no nah. <laughs> no nah. nah, this is like a newer one newish one okay yeah. so, so sometimes I need it on do you use it for for producing, or do you just use it just no, to, uh, yeah, to play I've around? Used to, I've used it to sample off of before. Like if I'm trying to sample a record, or so there's a record shop right next door. So sometimes I go there, grab something, go down here, put it on there, load the record up, plug it into the the whole rig, and mm-hmm. if I hear something cool, I'll grab it and then. You know. Interesting. That's a whole. That's another subject I would like to touch on. Um, sampling. Oh, yeah. um, I listen. I listen to J Cole a lot, mm-hmm. um, and in the last track on his um, Forest Hills album, um, he talks about sampling music and how it should be like you shouldn't. It shouldn't be. You shouldn't be allowed to not let someone sample your music. Um, wh- why? Why does that happen? Like, are some people? I think a lot of it. Part of it is just some pride. You know, uh, when people don't, when the artist is like, no, I don't want to clear that sample because whatever, you know. Mm-hmm. But yeah, that's that's really the thing, pride. And then also, it could be an image thing if the if a, if a Christian artist has like Lil Wayne trying to, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> that's a good example. <laughs> yeah, you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. 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 Just imagine it could be fine, but it could also be like, uh, you know what? I'm not comfortable with this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So interesting. Have you ever had trouble? With samples? No. Um, not really. Because I never sampled that heavily for something that I was going to pitch to an artist. Mm. I would always, if I was going to be the case, I would I would um, recreate the thing. So it wasn't like... Uh, oh. You know so, what I mean? And the, is there like a, um, is there a rule that like it, it can't be so similar to it or something? Or can it sound the uh, exact same? You just created it? Um, you can, uh, excuse me, uh, um, it's cozy. I'm telling you. Yeah. I'll tell you, yeah. I was like, and I started my day at six today. I was like, Whoa. Oh wow. Yeah. So, um, um, what was I about to say? About sampling. Yes. Was it, is it difficult to clear the sample? What was the other question? It was like, it was like, uh, um, have you ever had tr- like trouble? Oh, trouble. Yeah. Yeah. No, because, oh yeah. Okay. No, because I don't sample that heavily when it's something for somebody else. You know what I'm saying? I do a lot of that sampling for fun, Uh-huh. you know, but I don't, if it's something that's for somebody else, I'm not going to put them in a position where it's going to be held to clear this sample. Hmm. Cause people have these records where <coughs> the sample is the focal point of the record. And it's like, Hey, if that's the case, you definitely can't get by without clearing that. Cause you, because it's such an integral part of the song. You know what I'm saying? Uh-huh. Whereas and me, I'm usually using the samples as like a, some kind of ear candy thing or whatever right. that you won't even notice. Mm-hmm. But you know. And, um, well, I like how you said that ear candy thing. They won't notice. Yeah. Um, and you mentioned something about if you can recreate, recreate it on your own. That's okay. That's okay. Yeah. So, can it sound the exact same? What do you? So let's say you have this piece in a in, in a record that you like, um, and you 
try to recreate it on your own and then you're capable like and then you actually figure out how to do it and it sounds like exactly like it that, mm. is that is that legal yeah because yeah, it's technically still a different version you know mm. but you just don't want to do that gotcha okay all right <laughs> well, gonna, I, you know yeah it's gonna that the kind of thing is gonna get messy fast sooner than later you know gotcha gotcha so. <laughs> interesting so if it sounds anything like it it's probably a good idea to kind of yeah and, and now you're cognizant of it like then yeah just maybe just <laughs> yeah gotcha gotcha so. okay well this is really cool yeah, um, um yeah so what else, you thinking? what else you got for me man shoot what do you have anything for me that's a good question yeah i hadn't thought that far yeah it's not an interview this is a conversation yeah <laughs> <laughs> um what do you, uh, where's your head at as far as music? You know, I know you're studying medicine, but where does music play into your life? Man? That's a really good question. Yeah. <laughs> That's way better than anything I'm going to ask you all. So where you been, man? <laughs> hey, man, I'm here for you. Though. You know what I'm saying? Like, uh, let's see. Music in my music life. Play in? Yeah. Um, so my, so. It's it, it's kind of a difficult difficult question to answer for me. Mm. Um, I grew up in an Arabic speaking country, mm-hmm. um, and I moved here eight years ago. So I started listening to like English music kind of around that time. Mm-hmm. Um, but I've always had a problem uh, like keeping up with, um, and I love hip hop, but mm. I've always had a problem keeping up with um, like the words and songs. Mm-hmm. No matter how if it's. It could be Taylor Swift singing something so slow. Yeah. I still have a problem like hearing the like the words, um, huh. like un- like understanding them, or both. I can't okay. even I can't even hear what what they're saying. So I spent the longest time. Oh, hold on. Yeah, second. you can take Sorry. it. Kyra, what's up, bro? Yeah, I'm here. I'm just um, I'm doing this little. So for everyone still around. Um, so he has the space in a basement, um, uh, of this like kind of like commercial area and it's basically, he's divided it up into three rooms pretty much, but I want to tell you something. The vibe here is impeccable. Um, first of all, the ceiling has like a big tapestry on top, um, and some like fake leaves. I don't know if you can see these or not. Some fake leaves, um, coming down and then, um, he has one room over there and then he has like this workstation here and then uh a studio um a recording studio up on the right um and then this entire wall here on the side on my right side is um like this collage of different i guess magazine and newspaper um cutouts um that's very very cool i think he did this himself um and the vibe is just amazing as soon as i came down here i'm like i can see how someone would want to spend the entire day here doing work um but yeah also this is the first podcast i've recorded uh live um with someone um face to face since i've started so it's definitely a special one and um let me know if you like it uh if you're listening to this far i really appreciate you um if not um also appreciate you too um let me know what you think about this let me know how i can get better um talk about things you enjoy um and whatnot 
But yeah, I'm going to keep talking to fill the space. Um, just because I'm a nice guy. Um, so I just got this soundboard. Um, I guess it's a mixing uh, board um, with these new portable mics. Um, and I think they're working pretty well. Um, I was having a hard time using the headphone. I think um, one of the sides um, like works and the other one doesn't for some odd reason. Um, and we couldn't figure out um, what was going on and why I could only hear from one side. But um, This uh, Good, how are you? Is here to record? Yeah, we touch on some stuff. He's working on a, his EP, which is going to be great. Oh, awesome. Um, so, yeah, he's a rapper, talented dude, man. He's super young, talented. I like like getting the young, fiery, <laughs> fiery kids, you know? It's so, like ready to go. Yeah. So, How long where were we? Uh, I don't remember. But oh, I, yeah, we were talking. Oh, um, you said how old? Do you say how old? How long has he been? I've been working on it for like... Maybe just some a month or two now. Uh huh. Yeah. But he comes in and he's like knocks out like four songs at a time. Wow. <laughs> you know? So he's great, man. Serbia star. Y'all check him out. That will. Um, um but yeah, you were telling me you um Yeah, you were asking me about what music what Yeah, music how's music playing to you? And you, you said you have uh you're having trouble hearing the words? Or yeah, so I have had trouble listening um up until very recently. Uh, it was J. Cole, that's what I'm saying. I think he's, he inspired me to, like, slow down and actually, like, listen. Uh-huh. And I did. And, like, yo, there's some, like, beautiful things happen, oh, happening here. Oh, yeah. Um, and then I've literally played his, every single one. Um, and for my friends, that if, if any of them are still listening, yeah. um, they know I've been, like, obsessed with them recently. Yeah. I've, lis- I've listened to every single one of his records, like, on repeat for the last, like, month or so. Yeah. Because I'm like, whoa, like, this whole time. I've spent listening to music just for the melody. Yeah. And I didn't realize that like there's something so beautiful happening with the words. Yeah. That I was completely oblivious to just because like I just couldn't catch the English so yeah. quickly. Yeah. But now yeah. that I'm capable of doing that, I'm like, it's it changed my experience. Right. Yeah. Uh, I mean, you know, you had that that was like a eureka moment for you. Like <laughs> it's like me the music hit you right here in the gut mm-hmm. and the soul and you were like <laughs> you know that's yeah. that's it I'm, I'm hoping that moment happens for everyone you know yeah you know everyone that's maybe just done casual listening like to finally have that moment where it's like that's that spirit moment where it's like whoa this is some deep shit like happening right now yeah know? like slow down and realize that it's 
that's almost spiritual. I yeah, think. it is. Uh, it is indeed not almost. It, it is absolutely yeah. a spiritual thing. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, that's uh, yeah. I want that for everybody. I want everybody to experience that. And maybe some people won't, but you should. You should try. <laughs> <laughs> like, you should, you should try. So that's what it is for me. And I decided to chase it and make a career out of it, like a complete idiot. Mm-hmm. Don't be like me, kids. <laughs> <laughs> Why would you say that? You're, you're doing phenomenal. You're, you're at least doing something you like. I'm doing it. You know, that is one thing I will say. Like, I'm super blessed, man, to do this thing. I love this thing. I really do. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, I get to do it every day and get paid for it most times. Most times. <laughs> <laughs> so, so uh, yeah, that's that's that. Most so, times. Yeah. Um, Coop, do you have anything else that you would like to add? I mean, no, not for now, man. I mean, that's that's great. But I mean, I think. It makes sense for us to do a part two at some point, you know. Oh, of it. course. Yeah. I, I want to hear how this is going, and yeah, definitely. Man. Yeah, you gotta, you gotta to come on back. More yeah. questions for me. Oh next yeah, time. definitely. I got you. Uh, would you like to plug um, account? Hey, yeah, like uh, anybody, you know, you guys can find me on Instagram, Coop on it, uh, Coop underscore on underscore it. Uh, follow me. I try to keep it like, you know, I try to post pretty cool stuff, but also follow the studio account. At the Safe House Boston, the Safe House Boston. That's what this place is. Um, my studio. We do everything: uh, music production, recording, arrangement. If you need a band rehearsal space, um, yeah, and just a cool place to you know, vibey place to come and create. Um, that's a little bit different from the regular industrial, commercial building recording studio. Um, yeah, just good vibes here. We love to create, man. That's it. So, if you're in need. Holla at me. He's, he's also definitely underselling this place. It's a <laughs> phenomenal vibe here. And he's also an awesome guy. So if you ever need anything music related, please yeah. hit me up. Hit him up. Um, oh, a remote drum track. If you need remote drum tracks, like you need a drummer or a bassist on your productions or your songs, like I do that. We mix everything. All of that. Call me. C- can you promise that you're good? I can promise that I'm better than good. Awesome. I love that. I love that. I love that. Um, yeah. Cool. Well, Coop, I really appreciate Absolute it. Absolute pleasure, man. Yeah. Absolute yeah. pleasure. Looking uh, forward to doing it again, man. This bad boy.